commence primary ignition. fans move milkers everywhere welcome to day three of seven days of dengars jason and it's gabe and today we are talking about dengars appearances on screen or in like official what they call canon stuff there's not that much (laughs) (laughs) true to his elusive and mysterious nature he is barely on screen like we talked about back in day one of Seven Days of Dengar, you think he's in Empire more than he actually is. Barely in it. He's a blur in the background. He's like, a, well, does, that, does that guy have toilet paper on his head back there? You see his backpack in one part, and that's it. I feel like, weirdly enough, you get more Dengar in Return of the Jedi. I might say you're crazy because I didn't even realize he was in Return of the Jedi until a few years ago. I never realized he was even in there. When did you the first time? Did you the when you were six years old in the theater? Did you go, Mom? There's Dengar. Did you notice him? I probably did. You know, <laughs> I probably did because I saw Jedi a lot in the theater. But I feel like. The the renaissance of Dengar in Return of the Jedi really happened, I think, during the widescreen era when it was kind of, oh, my God, look, there's Dengar. How long have we gone watching VHS tapes and the whole time Dengar's been there and we didn't know it? But like you get a real clear view at the back of Dengar. Go pull it up on Disney+. Plus. It's at the 24-minute, 52nd part. You get a really good look at the back of Dengar in Return of the Jedi. It's right when Luke has fallen into the Rancor pit. Well, maybe they were thinking, you know, the kids love this Dengar guy, and we only showed the front of him in Empire, so let's make sure to show the back of him in Jedi so the kids at home know exactly what he looks like in 360 degrees. So then post Jedi, we had a very long Dengar drought. The the myth of Dengar grew. The legend of Dengar grew. There was a lot of Dengar stuff in the EU, the legend stuff that we're going to go over in a couple days for everybody. And that's, look out for that one, folks. That's going to be a wild one. But then Dengar really got his moment to shine of course, in the Clone Wars. The first episode Dengar appeared in was the classic episode, Bounty, which aired on March 2nd, 2012. It's part of season four. Man, is Bounty a good episode. Folks, if it's been a while since you've watched 
the Clone Wars episode Bounty, do yourself a favor and go and watch it. It is, I think it's a real underrated classic. It is in my top 10. It might even be in my top five Clone Wars episodes. It's got Kid Boba. It's got Asaz Ventress. It's got Bosk. It's got Dengar. It's got this other crazy robot bounty hunter. It has literal ninjas riding giant bugs and a speeding train. It is insane. And it would have been a top five, even if it didn't have Dengar and it has Dengar and that just maybe pushes it over the top. Simon Pegg does the voice of Dengar. And I re- I like the way he does Dengar. I like that. It's like this young, thin Dengar and he's got like a real kind of cocky swagger to him that Simon Pegg kind of gives him. Hey boss, who's your girlfriend? Shut up Dengar. Hey boss. And his armor in the episode is, like, really fancy with, like, these intricate, like, shapes and designs on them. You know, it's, it's he's still got, like, the kind of, like, bandages, like, around his head. But, like, on Clone Wars, they make it more look like, like a wrap, like a, like, a, like a cool scarf or something around his head. It's like young Dengar was happy and healthy and taking care of himself. And at some point between Clone Wars and Empire, he gets married. He has a horrible divorce. He starts drinking. He just lets himself go and then ends up how we see him in Empire Strikes Back. Well, that's Stay tuned for the, the EU episode <laughs> coming in just a couple days again. But, <laughs> yeah, it's a great episode. Then Dengar appears again in Season 5, Episode 14, Eminence, which aired on January 19th, 2013. This is a wild one. Yeah, this one's crazy. It's especially crazy to go back to post The Mandalorian because it's got Darth Maul and his brother Savage, but it also has Death Watch and Bo-Katan back when she was the bad guy. And it has, yeah, it has Skizor aliens in it and huts and a blink if or you'll miss it quick little cameo with our buddy Dengar. Yeah, it's in the scene where like Maul and uh, his brother Savage Press are talking to the huts and there's a bunch of hut holograms. And like, surprise, surprise, a bunch of bounty hunters jump out and it's Embo and Dengar's in there. And Embo has a really cool fight in a hallway with Savage Opress. And when I rewatched the episode, I kept waiting for Dengar to do something. And Dengar does nothing. But then in the end, when the bounty hunters like run away, Dengar's with them. And I'm like, where was Dengar the whole time? But the mystery of Dengar, who is Dengar? (laughs) Where was he? Nobody knows. Maybe he got a phone call that he just had to take it. So it was his (laughs) ex-wife. So he's like, I got to take this. Sorry, guys. So the next on-screen appearance of Dengar, was it Dengar? Still kind of up in the air, was in The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, There's that cool-looking, like, cyborg-looking guy, and then the Visual Dictionary came out, and it sure sounds like that this is supposed to be Dengar, this guy Rothgar Deng. And in the Visual Dictionary, what does it say? Rothgar is an old, inexperienced Karelian bounty hunter 
who is likely operating under an alias. He's been subjecting himself to cybernetic replacements in a poorly planned bid to stay alive and work forever. As age began showing its reflexes and dulling his senses, Rothgar turned to black market surgical clinics to replace damaged or wizened body parts with ones that would give him an advantage in his dangerous trade. Poor decision-making has led to a ghastly appearance. I do kind of like the idea of Dengar being the bounty hunter who kind of loses himself to too much plastic surgery and at the end is just like, oh, <laughs> what did you do? So uh, I don't know. I think I think I can be on board with that. But I like, you know, he's mysterious to the end. Is it Dengar? Is it not Dengar? You look at Rothgar Deng's legs, especially in the color and kind of shape of the armor. It really kind of looks like Dengar. So what was going on? Rise of Skywalker was somebody like, hey, let's make a Dengar like old cyborg man. Let's actually build this. Somebody called Neil Scanlon. Let's do it. It does make you wonder, like, was that a before or an after? Like, did they just have this design and someone's like, that looks that could that looks like they melted Dengar or uh, yeah, are they crazy enough to say, hey, what, design Dengar if he was a cyborg? It's the, the mystery of Dengar. We will never know. So more canon Dengar stuff. He did have a lot to do in the Aftermath books. So about three months after Return of the Jedi, he's back on Corellia. He has a fight with this young bounty hunter named Mercurial Swift. And he's trying to convince Swift to join like this new league of bounty hunters. And he's saying that like they're all going to be out of a job because of the New Republic. And the bounty hunter life will be like frowned upon by the New Republic. And Swift is like, I'm not joining you. You're too old and weird. And then it's like seven months later... Swift like changed his mind and he's working with Dengar and Embo on a mission to go and get Jazz Amari, who is the niece of Sugi, who they were with in the bounty episode of Clone Wars. And they're like, they're on Jakku, and Jazz Amari says if they fight in the Battle of Jakku for the New Republic, they'll get full pardons from the New Republic. So Dengar does fight in the Battle of Jakku, and he does get a full pardon. So it's a happy ending for Dengar (laughs) until he decides to get insane plastic surgery and become a full cyborg man, I guess. That's what happens with too much free time. (laughs) Maybe he retired and was like, "I'm, I'm too bored. I need a bounty hunt. But now I'm old. Yeah. Give me the robot parts. But it's also interesting going back and rereading these Aftermath chapters, too, and thinking about, like, the post-Return of the Jedi bounty hunter world that the first season of Mandalorian kind of explored a little bit, that bounty hunting is not quite what it used to be, and it's more kind of back on the outside, on the outskirts, you know, kind of thing. Dengar kind of senses that coming. Well, in a lot of ways, too, a lot of the kind of down on their luck looking bounty hunters in Mandalorian are kind of inspired by Dengar more so than, you know, Boba or any of the droids. There were a lot of just kind of rough looking humans that just looked like they needed some money. Well, and we have to wonder now going 
forward on screen with all of the live action shows. And we've already had some classic characters coming back and we have book of Boba coming, which is about a bounty hunter who maybe knows other bounty hunters. Are we going to see Dengar again on the screen? I don't know. There's all kinds of rumors out there about just who might be appearing in the book of Boba Fett. And I haven't heard anyone say the word Dengar yet, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know? No one expected chubby Bib Fortuna sitting on a throne, so Dengar's completely in the realm of possibility at this point. I like the Dengar fought in the Battle of Jakku and had a happy ending storyline for Dengar. I want to leave him there. I want Dengar to be happy. Maybe he's a ranger of the New Republic. (laughs) Put Dengar in an X-Wing. That's the great thing about Dengar. He's so versatile. Like we said in the first episode, Dengar is whatever you want him to be. Dengar could be in the Cassian show. Dengar could be in the Kenobi show. Dengar could be in anything, and he should be in everything. Dengar could show up Bad Batch season two. Who knows? Maybe Dengar will be in Visions. We have no idea, but he should be. Dengar is like the butter of the Star Wars universe. It tastes good in anything, and you can never have too much. I don't know. <laughs> you might not want to just like eat it right off the stick, but you know, if you mix it in anything, it's going to make it better. Have you heard the movies and they're like, "How much butter do you want?" If you're like, just put that whole thing on there, that might ruin your popcorn. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. All right. Well, on that note, folks, that was day three of Seven Days of Dengar. We've got day four coming up tomorrow, and we've got another special guest. Yes, we have none other than Brandon from Talking Bay 94, and he is going deep on who was the real human man behind Dengar. You heard Nick Maley talk a little bit about old Maury Bush yesterday, but Brandon's got some info that nobody has heard before from some dubious sources and some solid sources. But you've got to look out for that one tomorrow because it's a really fun one. So look out for that one. That's going to be day four of Seven Days of Dengar. But that wraps up day three here of Seven Days of Dengar. You know the deal, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. And check out our website and social media. And we will be back in 24 hours with more Dengar. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. We've got more Dengar coming soon. Bye-bye. interrupt our program to bring you this important message that's right it's not done we've got one more dengar canon thing to talk about the war of bounty hunters story going on right now it's almost hot off the presses what it was a, a couple months ago and dengar is back because it's bounty hunters and there was a surprise it was a surprise to us because truth be told we're not really good with comics we're <laughs> We're always behind. We're always behind. Wait, listen, can't keep up with everything, folks. There's a lot going on.
But yeah, so what? Yeah, in July, there's this War of the Bounty Hunters comic, right? Where it's like frozen Han Solo, everybody's chasing after it. Kira's in there. You've probably already heard about it. And there was a whole storyline with Dengar and that Terminator looking bounty hunter guy, Valance. Or is it Valance? I don't know. <laughs> I think if you have a metal face, it's Valance. Valance. So. <laughs> So I guess nobody quite knew why Dengar was like hunting after like Boba Fett and like trying to get this frozen Han Solo, this whole this whole chase to get frozen Han Solo. But it was revealed in an issue a while back that the reason Dengar was doing this was because Jabba the Hutt and Bib Fortuna had somebody who means a lot to Dengar. In like this like metal cage, and her name is Manaru. And kind of the deal is if Dengar can deliver Fett to Jabba, then they will give Dengar Manaru. And Manaru is a important character for Dengar back from the old EU, and we talk a lot about her in Seven Days of Dengar, episode five. Yes, yeah, so for the whole story on just who Manaru is and why she is so important to Dengar, if you don't know already, wait a couple days <laughs> for that incredible, crazy, insane Dengar backstory and Manaru. But that's it. That this is this is now the real end of the episode. <laughs> Unless another comic comes out in the next twenty-four hours. Right. Maybe this episode would just keep getting added on. Who knows? We might never make it to episode four because episode three is just going to keep getting longer and longer and longer. It's the beauty of Dengar. So you just keep wrapping more bandages around this episode. Peel some off, more come on. Can't catch up here. So, <laughs> all right, everybody, stay tuned for another one tomorrow. Bye bye. Shut up, Dengar.